Welcome to Shift the Gravity, a podcast of Traders Point Christian Church where we talk about what it means to be followers of Jesus who shift the gravity of whatever room we walk into. Let's join the conversation. All right, we want to welcome you back to the show. We are excited to have another conversation today. Uh, my name is Aaron Brockett. I'm the lead pastor here at Traders Point, and I am joined, as always, by my good friend, Ryan Bramlett. Wow. I love that you smile when you say that. that uh, I, I, made my day. I look you in the <laughs> eyes and I say, my good friend, Ryan Bramlett, who is our teaching pastor. He does a bunch of other stuff around here, uh, uh, amazing at everything he does. We've also got a couple of our other Traders Point pastors in the studio today, mm-hmm. Shanna Lotes and Kyle Riley. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we had like an applause machine, that would, would go off at him. this particular mm-hmm. point. So welcome, guys, to the studio. We're really glad to have you. Thanks. Glad to be here. Yeah. Yeah. It's an honor to hang yes. out with you guys today. Oh, Thanks. Yeah. As always. Uh, we are going to talk about something that seems a little intimidating, um, spiritual disciplines, mm. and how that can change the gravity in our own hearts as well as uh, the people that we interact with on a daily basis. So uh, welcome to the podcast. And before we dive in, uh, Kyle and Shanna, I don't know which one of you wants to go first, but tell us a little bit about who you are, your family, what you do here, how long you've been here, your favorite color, uh, just the whole gamut. Uh, Tell us what you want us to know about you. Mm. Kyle, we'll we'll start with you. Start with me? Yeah. Yeah, Kyle Riley. um, I am a husband uh, to my wife, Bree, beautiful wife who we've been married together for eight years now, known each other for 15. We met in high school. And so uh, she's been stuck with me ever since. We have uh, three beautiful little girls, six, four, and four months. So we are in the thick of it right now, and we are loving, (laughs) loving life. Um, No, so, uh, yeah, it's great. I serve as downtown campus pastor. Mm where I get to um, lead and shepherd our our people downtown and uh, get to do a little bit of teaching here as well. Um, so, yeah, yeah been on staff here now four years. Uh, it's been four yeah, years. since March, so. That's amazing. Yeah, time has flown by. It was crazy. I was reflecting the other day that Bree was pregnant with our, yeah. our four-year-old when I first came on staff here, and now we just celebrated her fourth birthday not too long ago, and I'm like, mm-hmm. man, time is moving yeah. very quickly. We're yeah. very similar. So I started in March as well, mm-hmm. and I just hit eight years because Steph was pregnant with Reese when I first started, and then he was born in, in August. So yeah, it's just an easy way to, to keep track of it. But eight yeah. years seems wild. Four years. I wish I had an yeah. easier way to keep track of yeah. my wedding anniversary, <laughs> like same way with my work anniversary, but mm. I don't. So I just got to. <laughs> Do the work of remembering, you know? For sure. So. Yeah. Well, great, man. Shannon. Yeah. Um, so I joined the staff in 2010 and was on the kids ministry team at that time. Served with kids ministry um, until 2018. Mm. Moved into the role of the campus lead of the Northwest Campus. Mm. And I've been doing that for the past four years. That has been an incredible run to do that. Um, currently, I am transitioning into a new role mm. here at Traders Point um, as the campus ministry pastor, um, leading all of the campus teams, all of the campus campus pastors and super excited for that. Um, My husband, Matt, and I have been married for 28 years. Mm -hmm. Um, We have two daughters Mm -hmm. and our oldest is in Colorado Springs. She is serving um, on staff in kids ministry at a church there. And then our younger daughter is in Nashville, Tennessee. She just graduated from college and will be getting married this year. And so um, so we are in a different stage of life than the three of you guys are (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. right now, but, but very much enjoying 
um, uh, just our time together as empty nesters and, and looking to see like what God is going to do through us um, in this new season of life. Yeah. So. And you just got back from sabbatical yeah, like I less did. than a week ago. I did. Yeah. I am just fresh off sabbatical. So <laughs> what's, that was... What's like uh, just you know the one thing you want us to share with us about sabbatical? Wow. Well, one, it is just an incredible gift that our elders and our executive team um, give our ministry staff uh, to be able to just take some time and be fully intentional and present with Jesus. And so um, I I really had some some great vacation time with my husband. So that was a ton of fun uh, that we got to go on vacation for a couple weeks. But then I just had some really sweet time with the Lord. And um, I just, I really felt the Spirit just... Um, Really saying to me that that as um, a newly empty nester, um, to really um, focus on who God has me becoming. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't ever want to to not be transformed by God. Mm-hmm. I want to continue on in this new season of life and continue to be transformed by God each and every day. And so, um, so that's that was just something really big that came out of that time. Mm-hmm. And so, just such a sweet time with the Lord. I'm glad you had it. I'm yeah. glad you're back. Yeah, thank you. We held everything together barely. <laughs> close calls. <But. laughs> so very close calls. My to-do list was a little long when true. I got here All this week. All the stuff week. that she has to yeah. clean up now. <laughs> so no, we're glad you're here. And we're glad that you guys could be in the studio to talk about this. Uh, I, uh, The two of you are, uh, when I think about just uh, people on our staff that just are steady, mm-hmm. uh, discerning, wise I think of the two of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some others, um, but but you guys are two at the top of my list. And mm-hmm. so I'm excited to have this conversation about something that I think can be oftentimes misunderstood, depending mm-hmm. upon mm-hmm. Uh, the church that you grew up in, mm-hmm. depending upon you know the filter by which you look at it. Uh, the term is spiritual discipline. Mm-hmm. Both those words mm-hmm. have a lot uh, of baggage around them. Sure. So yes. spiritual could be you know, in somewhat intimidating mm-hmm. discipline, that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> so so uh, you put them together. It's like, what in the world are we talking about? Are we being disciplined? Mm-hmm. Um, is, are we, you know, putting ourselves mm-hmm. through, you know, if we're saved by grace through faith, why do we have to go through something called discipline? Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that. Like what mm-hmm. is uh, spiritual discipline? Um, and if you guys could define it maybe in your own words and describe it a little bit, um, what would it? How would you do that? Yeah, I, I can go first. Um, I would describe it as really a like a set of rhythms and habits that essentially like anchor us in the heart of God and help us mm-hmm. to to be formed in the likeness of of Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think we have to be careful here because, as you mentioned, Aaron, like there is baggage with some of this term, and I think um, you know it could easily be seen as like legalism, mm-hmm. right? And so I think it's it's important for us to separate legalism and and discipline because mm-hmm. they're not the same, they're mm-hmm. not the same thing, right? I think one is an effort in order to earn something, mainly God's grace as we talk about or God's approval as we talk about legalism. Uh, but one is a is more of a response, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. responding to the fact that we are saved by grace and out of that response, out of that love, out of that grace, mm-hmm. now we are on this journey uh, in this process of becoming more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I implement these habits, these rhythms into my life is because I love him and I want to to become more like him. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, for, to me, it's more of these rhythms, these uh, these habits that uh, I'm doing so that I can uh, look more like the, the image mm-hmm. of Jesus, not in order to 
to gain his approval or mm-hmm. his uh, his acceptance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I think the word that comes to mind for me is it's a nurturing of mm-hmm. our relationship with Jesus. And, mm-hmm. and so much of what you just talked about, Kyle, the legalism aspect, that is a lot of my background mm-hmm. and, and kind of, um, you know, was raised in the church, but, but so much um, revolved around legalism and what did I need to do? And, and for whatever reason, I felt there were things I needed to do to earn my salvation. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's not what this is. This, this is not what spiritual disciplines are. It is a way to nurture our relationship with Jesus mm-hmm. in response to all that he's done for us and, and come to know him more. Mm-hmm. And um, it isn't a to-do list. It's not a checklist. Mm-hmm. But I do think there are times um, there are seasons that it can be hard to um, oh, to foster sure. spiritual disciplines, and sometimes we might need to just do them out of obedience. Mm. And, wow. and I think um, walking into some spiritual disciplines, even out of obedience at those times, mm. um, God does big things in those mm. in those times. And so um, so I know I found myself um, in those spaces a few times, you know, when, when there's seasons where where it just feels harder to, to hear from God or, you know, I'm, I'm praying and I'm in the Word and I, I feel like I'm doing the disciplines um, but feel distant. It's not yeah. because He's... Um, not here, that he's not with me, that he's not present, mm-hmm. um, but but to stay consistent and not give up mm-hmm. um, because there's, there's something that he does even when we just do it out of obedience as well. Um, but like you said, not to earn our salvation, mm-hmm. um, but because he's given us salvation. Amen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you, you mentioned the word consistency, and I mm-hmm. think that that's really important for us to recognize mm-hmm. um, because one of the things that I think we need to identify when it comes to spiritual disciplines is what is it that discourages us from it? And so uh, I think at least for me personally, it's kind of like uh, I'm I'm an achiever. Mm -hmm. I'm a to-do lister. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's a good day if I marked everything off my Mm -hmm. to-do list. Um, So when I get up, you know, sometimes at the end of a quiet time or whatever disciplines you're putting into mm-hmm. place there mm-hmm. um you get done and you're kind of like okay what did i accomplish from that yeah. you know i yeah. you know as i i didn't hear anything i don't think i heard anything from mm-hmm. the lord uh I, I started daydreaming halfway through that prayer i feel bad about myself you know mm-hmm. and so, then all of a sudden i kind of feel in a deficit and and it, it's not about a you're not going to have a mountaintop experience yeah. every time but there is something about the consistency mm-hmm. of little by little mm-hmm. every day Mm -hmm. Uh, knowing that that's building a muscle within you, so to speak, Mm -hmm. um, for, you know, uh, whatever trial, difficulty, challenge may be coming your way. Yeah. And even that consistency plays a role mm -hmm. in forming your character, right? Which is the overall picture of what spiritual disciplines are for. It's Mm -hmm. not, again, the thing that we're doing, Mm -hmm. it's to form us, Mm -hmm. right? And so... The times where we go to God in quiet time, mm-hmm. even when we don't honestly feel like doing it, but we mm-hmm. still show up anyways, yeah. it's playing a role in forming yes. who we are. So that not just that we walk away feeling better about ourselves, mm-hmm. but so that we show up even when we don't want to or mm-hmm. when it's hard or in difficult seasons, yeah. and also so that we give ourselves grace yeah. when yeah. we don't. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's part of the relationship aspect of, uh, of God. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't love us more when we do it, and He doesn't love us less when we don't. Mm-hmm. But we're being formed one way or another. Yeah. I've even liked that 
I've noticed even a little bit more of that language over the years of from spiritual disciplines, which is still a very accurate picture of what we're talking about, but spiritual formation too. Mm-hmm. And that same idea of mm-hmm. this is for for a purpose. And I love the idea of consistency because there is a discipline side to it that you don't just wake. Some days you do. You wake up and the only thing you want to do is get to God's Word or whatever it is to be with Him. But some days it's harder. And I know I talk to a lot of people and they're like, I wish I could just be passionate about it. Um, hmm. And I feel like I, uh, it's more obedience than passion. Hmm. And I know I used to have a, a coach, and he would always say that a lot of people show up to the gym thinking that passion breeds commitment. Hmm. And he's like, it doesn't. Uh, passion will rise, passion will fall. He said, it's actually the opposite. Commitment breeds passion. The more you show up, the more time you put in, um, as you begin to see like uh, this, the fruit of this, as you begin to see that I'm being formed into the image, it's not a checklist, it's not a to-do list. I'm not begrudgingly following through with this, um, but there's so much joy here and there's so much love, uh, but it's a commitment first. Um, and I know we talk a lot about, we just kind of thrown that word out, two big heavy words, spiritual disciplines. But a lot of times within the church, there's a few there that we kind of hit on all mm-hmm. the time. Could you guys just kind of maybe address and unpack? When we talk of spiritual disciplines, mm-hmm. let's go a layer down. Yeah. What are we talking about? Yeah. I mean, I think we for sure need to be talking about things we find in Scripture. Mm-hmm. So what did we see Jesus doing? It's <laughs> a great start. Let's yeah. just, it might be yeah. good for us too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My spiritual discipline is eating chocolate cake. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, haven't you guys heard that? You know, people yeah. will say, you know, like the, this hobby they have or this thing mm-hmm. they love to do yeah. is their discipline. And it's not that, that they can't find God in that and that God doesn't use those things that we mm-hmm. enjoy. Um, but but that's not the full picture, mm-hmm. I think, of a spiritual discipline. So I think it is making sure we're looking at Scripture. You know, what did Jesus model, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he knew the Scriptures. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, by the time he was 12, he knew the Scriptures better mm-hmm. than most of the people in the temple, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, he spent a lot of time in prayer. Mm-hmm. He he spent time fasting. Um, he spent time alone, you know, mm-hmm. solitude. Mm-hmm. Um um, worship, mm-hmm. and, and so I think those are those are a lot of a lot of the spiritual disciplines um, that we see in Scripture. Um, but I think what's also important um, to think about what Scripture shows us is there's like the individual side. Mm-hmm of spiritual disciplines like that we do on our own, mm-hmm. but there's also the community side and the corporate side uh, of doing those things together. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we see that um, in Acts 2, the church is launching. Mm-hmm. And as they are practicing spiritual disciplines together in community, um, then more and more people are coming to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so I think we have to we have to remember what Scripture teaches us mm-hmm. about spiritual disciplines and, and be sure that those are the things yes. that that we are incorporating into our into our routine, into yes. our practices, and and that that become those disciplines. I love that uh because so often and there's a place for both of spiritual discipline being you alone when i was getting into it uh, the guys that i was with like you need to get out in the wilderness and find some quiet and i tried and got yeah i got hit by mosquitoes and i'm like i don't think i'm doing it right (laughs) um but that community aspect of spiritual disciplines Mm -hmm. we need both because there's something special that happens when you're all you know, say studying scripture, reading it together, you come and you bring your perspective, what God's saying mm-hmm. to you, but then someone else around the table says something, you're like, 
Yeah. Blows your mind. I mean, yeah. that's what happens on Sundays whenever yeah. like Aaron's preaching and it's like, I read this same text last week. And then when he brings something up, it's like God uses other people um, to once again form us and shape us into mm. um, in, into an image of Jesus. And I think just think that's so good. But anything you would add, Kyle, to just that idea of when we talk about spiritual disciplines, what are we talking about? Yeah. No, I think Shanna hit it on the head. Mm. Um, I think, though, when we conceptually think about it, um, we kind of limit it to like uh, Bible devotion and prayer when mm-hmm. there's so much more mm-hmm. than that, mm-hmm. both on an individual and the corporate level, mm-hmm. right? So um, when you talk about solitude, when you talk about rest, mm-hmm. um, things that we saw rest. Jesus doing, Uh-oh. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think we could take that and run with it in a million different ways. And so napping is a spiritual discipline. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, just the overall concept of Sabbath even mm-hmm. being uh, a spiritual discipline, worship, mm-hmm. um, celebration, mm-hmm. generosity. Um, Stepping on some toes there. Yeah. yeah. Um, how, am I mod- <laughs> how am I modeling a life of giving myself mm-hmm. away, my resources, mm-hmm. um, just stewardship? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like there are a handful of things that I think mm-hmm. we see Jesus modeling and in, even... Um, yeah, in the New Testament and the epistles that of, of Paul commanding and mm-hmm. some of the other New Testament writers of like these, this is what it looks like to live out a godly life mm-hmm. uh, in surrender and submission to Jesus mm-hmm. um, that I think we could really glean from a whole mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, there's a lot that we can learn from uh, church history. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that uh, when I was in Bible college, that's when I got introduced to authors like Augustine and mm-hmm. Thomas Akempis yeah. and you know, the Imitation of Christ and Confessions, like those mm-hmm. books. There was a so in addition to what we would read and see and modeled for us in Scripture, there were some of these you know spiritual giants that mm-hmm. uh, from still imperfect human beings, mm-hmm. but had put in place some of these spiritual disciplines. There's so much that you can learn, I think, from reading their Mm -hmm. stories and Mm -hmm. their thoughts from the past. That's why I always like to read dead authors because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's sort of like, um, you know, okay, you know, we can look at their entire life, you know, and what happened and what was the fruit of it. I also think there's something to be said about... um, Having so we got to be honest with ourselves. We got to really look and see what the scriptures teach about spiritual disciplines. But I think there is something about saying, "How am I wired?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So some of us, um, I, I I feel really close to God when I read. Mm-hmm. I also feel very close to God when I'm like hiking on a mountain mm-hmm. somewhere. So there's this thing of contemplative mm-hmm. and action. Mm-hmm. So not all the disciplines are contemplative, mm-hmm. but there could be some sort of action around it. I think it's real important for people to really dive into, okay, how did God make you? Mm-hmm. And um, and then not comparing your spiritual practices to others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be challenged by them mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, let somebody else speak into your life for sure. I think that for me growing up in church, and Shannon and I probably had a little bit of overlap mm-hmm. um, in, in our church experiences, is the thing that turned me off towards spiritual disciplines were the people that just seemed to have their act together mm-hmm. And they would say things like, I, "I got up at four in the morning, and I've, you know, I've been reading, and I fasted for forty-one days, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and you just feel so, you know, um, inferior to them, and uh, and almost kind of like, what did you do, mm-hmm. you know? And, yeah. and, the, and then they're turning yeah. it into sort of like a legalistic mm-hmm. thing. We can't do that with each other. Yeah. I think that uh, we've got to we got to encourage each other in this. So it is figuring out, okay, what do I do? What do I do that that's really tailored to how I'm wired, mm. but also not using that as an excuse to stay away from the stuff that yeah. I'm not good at because yeah. it is a discipline. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we are, I, that's probably, I probably really like the word and appreciate the word formation because mm. to me, it seems like mm-hmm. the construction sites where you've got forms mm-hmm. and the forms are there to help 
the concrete stay inside these lanes to shape it into something. Mm-hmm. And that's what the, the practices are, is they are the forms that are helping me be shaped into the image and likeness mm-hmm. of Jesus. I feel like the comparison thing always happened when I read Dead Authors. Because mm. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I can't do that. You're yeah. praying for 10 hours and yeah. you didn't go to sleep. Uh, and I try to do that. And I'm like, what am I doing? Uh, this is not me. Um, but there is, yeah, there's that balance of how am I challenged mm. without comparing mm-hmm. myself, not just to our you know, forefathers in the faith, but also just like the person I'm doing life with. Mm-hmm. You know, I think from an encouraging standpoint, I remember, Ryan, when we first met and we were like, we were both... Like wet behind the For ears sure. and, and ministry, but we were meeting up at Starbucks and just doing yeah. Bible study and like, what did you get out of this? And like yeah. encouraging, like that's a healthy way to do mm-hmm. it, you know? Um, and so, yeah, it's just finding that balance of like, mm-hmm. one, how am I wired? Then yeah. um, also, how am I also challenged too? Because yeah. there, there can be some help to mm-hmm. getting myself outside of my comfort zone, you know, yeah. in certain certain areas. I think Jesus always tells us to do that. So mm-hmm. That's good. Um, I would love to... Let's keep drill it down one more layer of spiritual discipline, spiritual formation, good. Here's what some of them are. Mm-hmm. And then I would love to even talk and just speak to the context of how do you do this in a normal mm-hmm. life? Like mm-hmm. none of us really live, you know, um, as who are those people? Monks. 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 Yeah. You know what I mean? Monasteries. Like we're, we're not, we have real places to go to with yeah. all kinds of stuff going on. But you guys are in very different stages of life. You have so many kids, little <laughs> tiny people. Uh, and you're now in this new season where it's an mm-hmm. empty nest. So I would love if you guys could just share a little bit about mm-hmm. what do your spiritual disciplines look like in this season? And maybe it's different than this season than it was in the last. Yeah. I mean, it's for sure different for me now. Mm. Um, and um, maybe it'll give some of you hope. It's much easier mm. for me now mm. um, than when I was raising kids and a working mom and, and trying to juggle everything, mm. that that it was easy to to not be consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, um, it was definitely a challenge. But but now, you know, I have a, a routine that's that's about me and mm. my husband mm-hmm. each day. And, and mm-hmm. I can I can get up and read in the morning. Mm-hmm. And spend time in prayer. Mm-hmm. I can sit and in bed at eight p.m. Kyle's mm-hmm. always jealous of me when he finds out that like, <laughs> like you go to eight p.m. <laughs> um, and I'm like I can I can read if yeah. I want to, and I I don't have kids to put to bed. And so mm-hmm. so yeah, I would say it's definitely much easier for me mm-hmm. um, in this season to find um, you know what what I need to nurture my relationship with Jesus mm-hmm. and and to find the space and the time mm-hmm. to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely relate to people who um, are in the struggle mm. of, of so many things going on because um, I've been there and yeah. I've done that. And um, and those are tough seasons to walk in. For sure. And just for you of like, you kind of mentioned a little bit of your background, more of like uh, maybe flirted a little bit with legalism, mm-hmm. trying to earn. Absolutely. So coming from that and even in your unique season now, how would you say that you connect best in this season? Like, yeah. what is that spiritual discipline for you? Yeah. You know, you do all of them. I'm sure you do, and you do them great. But what's the one that you're like, this is how God is is head and shoulders above speaking to yeah. me right now? Well, I don't do all of them. Mm. And so I think it's important that we're honest mm. with each other, mm. that I don't do all of them, yeah. um, and especially not all of the time. Okay. Um, I think, you know, there are some like fasting that yeah. I, I dabble in that. We try yeah. to do those as a staff together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not strong at, mm. at that discipline mm. um, at all. Um, but for me, like what, what – um, 
I need um, to be able to to hear from God and and to feel that I, I'm really growing in my relationship with Him. For me, it's solitude and just opening up the Word. Um, it really is just reading the Bible. And honestly, I would say it's not that that's newer for me. Um, but I'm not a voracious reader. Um, that's not something. It's something I pray for. Um, not just the Bible, but but anything. And um, in in my sabbatical recently, like God granted that to me. I read more than I have read probably my entire life wow. over my sabbatical, and it was it was an amazing time. Um, you know, just being back at work for a little bit now, and, and kind of back in the grind of day to day. I I'm missing that time um, to read, and, and I know that's not going to be real life. I can't sit and read for six hours now. Um, you know, I, ha- I have other things to do. Um, but it really is um, the quiet. The quiet for me, um, I, I, I feel like I'm so connected to God in that quiet time. That's good. So. I'm in a completely different season. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I hardly have quiet time. Well, particularly in my, in my house. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so like I try to do my due diligence and, um, you know, set my alarm to wake up before the rest of the family gets up. That yeah. There was a season of life before we had our recent child. That's where I did. That's what mm-hmm. I did before Bree and the two kids got up. I was up, you know, most t- most of the time, 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to do that this morning, and that's when our youngest, like, woke up to be <laughs> fed. And I'm like, yeah. well, this isn't going to happen, you know? Um, and so, like, becoming at peace with that is something that I had to learn how to do, mm-hmm. um, to not beat myself up over the head um, with that. And so... What helps me is obviously scheduling it. And so if I can't get it in earlier, mm-hmm. then I'm like, okay, maybe it's the first thing I do when I get to, to work. Mm-hmm. And I have the privilege of, you know, I have a an environment where I can come in and I can just kind of carve mm-hmm. out that time, whether it's the first 30 minutes or so of my day. I know not everybody is, is privileged enough to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I've started doing, though, is using my commutes mm-hmm. as an opportunity mm-hmm. to really mm-hmm. just be with God. Yeah. Man, I'm so quick to, like, turn on a podcast usually or mm-hmm. music mm-hmm. is my default. But, like, I would say over the past year, I've just started to, like, drive in silence mm-hmm. and just like be aware of what God wants to do in me and through mm-hmm. me um, during that day. Mm-hmm. And usually it's um, it comes out of trying to be more aware of my surroundings mm-hmm. as I go throughout life, whether that's at the grocery store or, what, or mm-hmm. store or whatever. As I have interactions, um, how's God speaking through people or mm-hmm. just making the needs known around me and then using those commutes of like, okay, God, I just met Susan yesterday, who was the cashier lady at Meyer. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm praying for her right now, you know, and just mm-hmm. like using these times to just mm-hmm. listen and then also to, to be with God, mm-hmm. but at the same time carving out space uh, when I can to open up His Word. Um, yeah, but it's it's challenging right now, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not going to fake it. There's times where I drop the ball and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I didn't spend the amount of time that I wanted to, but like... Being at peace with that is something that I've had to learn to do, knowing that seasons uh, come and go and there's ebbs and flows to our spiritual life. So. Yeah. As you're talking about your commute, you know, it reminded me, I, I do try to use my commute as prayer time. Mm-hmm. And I, I did that years ago, started turning off the radio or whatever mm-hmm. um, so I, I could pray. But now I know, Kyle, why why you are so much more spiritual than me, because your commute is much longer. <laughs> I have a short commute. You have a long commute. So, um, so you can take the long route to work. Just drive around 465. I do. I need to start uh, driving the loop before I get to the campus. Yeah. Just take those roundabouts over. Over yes. and over again. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a that's a good point. I mean, I think thinking about the all if you were to accumulate all the minutes of your day, um, 
in those what I might call downtimes. So it's mm-hmm. the downtimes between meetings. It's mm-hmm. the downtimes between project phone calls. It's the downtimes, mm-hmm. be- and and then using those down because I'm I am always there's a, always an internal dialogue going on in my head. Mm-hmm. I'm always yeah. talking to myself. Mm-hmm. I'm always thinking and processing. So it's a matter of re- directing those vertical. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. where do I want where do I want those thoughts to go? Do I want to invite God into my day mm-hmm. and 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 turn my internal dialogue into prayer? Mm-hmm. I think it's really important. I, I don't want to cop out and mm-hmm. just say well, I don't have to have a prayer time because I'm just turning all my internal. <laughs> but I but I do think that um, using that to um, direct towards God is good. I also think that um, planning. Um, Maybe it's annually, mm-hmm. quarterly, yeah. some sort of retreat for mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's it's find somebody who has a lake house they'll let you use to go and get get away. Mm-hmm. Um, I think any for me the accelerator of the internal work that God wants to do in my life has always happened when I get out of this culture and out of this environment. Mm-hmm. And go to Africa, mm-hmm. or go to Russia, mm-hmm. or go, you know, to South America, mm-hmm. and get into an environment. It always feels like God speaks to me louder, more clearly. Mm-hmm. Spiritual warfare is different. Mm-hmm. Um, my comfort—I think it's directly related to my comfort zone. There's mm-hmm. something about jet lag and eating things that you're not quite sure you can identify. <laughs> yeah. uh, all those things just put you in this state of dependency that I think mm-hmm. heighten your awareness. Mm-hmm. I think we numb ourselves with comfort so much mm-hmm. of the time yeah. of just, you know, I, I want that food. I don't want to eat this food and I want to sleep in this bed and not that bed. And and so our physical comfort can sometimes numb the things that God wants to say to us spiritually. So mm-hmm. I've always found mission trips to be something that, mm-hmm. or just in an environment outside of culture. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I took my son to South America a few years ago. It was a real quick trip. It was like three days, but it 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 shifted him. I mean, he yeah. he was impacted by it, yeah. and um, uh, wanting to be able to get my kids in those environments so that that way they can see how the rest of the world lives, mm-hmm. and um, I think that it, it heightens our awareness to what God's trying to say. Yeah, yeah. and I think getting out of your comfort zone, um, something I don't think we mm-hmm. mentioned that Jesus modeled for us is serving. Mm-hmm. Um, so so putting someone else ahead of yourself, yeah. and and what what is our discipline of serving others, and mm-hmm. what can that look like? Because um, when you think outside of yourself, God can uh, do a lot of work in you. No doubt. And um, and I so yeah, we can do that right here. We can do that anywhere is kind of step outside of that comfort zone um, mm-hmm. because God will use that mightily. You always found that, um, you know, uh, at least for me, like if, if I'm ever feeling a little bit insecure, I walk into a room, I'm not quite sure what people think of me. But if I forget all that and I just pick mm-hmm. up a wash basin and try to serve people and try, mm-hmm. try to make them the focal point. So mm-hmm. instead of mm-hmm. I'm interacting with you and mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out if Shanna likes me and, you know, instead let me turn that and be like, well, let me just let yeah. Shanna know how much she's loved. Yeah. Let me just serve her. There's something about that. And I think that's the image of God in us. Yeah. That's why Jesus, I mean, there's a big banner across my, uh, the wall of the Bible college that I went to every time we went downstairs into these classrooms. It, it was that quote from Jesus. I've come not to be served, but to serve. Mm-hmm. And to give my life as a ransom for many. Mm-hmm. And I think whenever we follow in the patterns, I mean, it'll radically shift every relationship. Mm-hmm. I think that your your marriage, if you are trying to, if you're mm-hmm. like, I'm not here to be served by you, I'm mm-hmm. here to serve you. It'll change your working relationships. Mm-hmm. It'll change your friendships whenever we can take that disposition. That's a discipline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But it is a dis. I think the disciplines, uh, you acquire a certain taste for them after a while. To me, mm-hmm. I, I kind of liken it to, uh, food, you know, I grew up with a very limited palate. You know, it was yes. like macaroni and cheese, mm-hmm. 
potato chips, mm -hmm. cheeseburgers, that kind of a thing. Brussels sprouts, no way. <laughs> now, I love Brussels sprouts, yeah. man. You put, you know, a thing of Brussels sprouts and... Mm -hmm you know, put some bacon in there and, and it's like, I'll eat that whole thing. And I love it. And so it's like developing kind of this taste for the disciplines to where it doesn't have to feel like a begrudging thing, but mm. it's something that I actually look for. It's nourishment for my soul. Mm. I really need it. Mm -hmm. I need that recentering. Mm -hmm. And I think we got so many things that are warring for our attention right oh, now sure. that I think even just the simple practice of I'm going to turn screens off for mm -hmm. 30 minutes or an hour or whatever, just being able to reconnect uh, once again with our Heavenly Father. And I think talking ourselves out of the narrative of I have to have certain things in order before I step into doing yeah. that discipline is important. Yeah, like there's something about just doing it even when we don't feel ready mm -hmm. that like – you know, we walk back from it like, oh, that wasn't as bad as I thought. Or, mm. oh, like that gave me more life than I thought it would, especially when mm. you talk about serving, mm. serving others. I mean, Jesus did that when he yeah. sent out the disciples well before that they were well, well before they were ready. And they came back like, oh, man, you'll never forget. You'll mm. never believe what happened. Uh -huh. You know, we saw this happen and that happened. And Jesus is just sitting there like, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, you didn't know. I knew that. Though. Yeah. So, yeah, there's something about serving, even when we don't either feel qualified to serve or ready to serve, uh, as you talk about that, that's just so rewarding and life-giving, um, yeah, and encourages you in incredible ways. I think we're going to be pleasantly surprised in heaven when we find out just how relaxed our Heavenly Father is mm -hmm. in some ways. I mean, and, and I say that, like, just the whole thing of the disciples on the boat in the middle of the storm, and where is Jesus? Yeah. He's sleeping. Sleep. <laughs> I just love that. It's like they're frantically like, you got to do something. And he's like, no, I don't. Mm. I don't have to do anything. Mm. And so I, I think because uh, I, I do at times there are moments when I'm, I'll sit down, try to do a quiet time or whatever. And I get done and it was like really flat. And and I, I just get this impression like God is up there going, that's the best you got, Brockett. Yeah. And, and I wonder, is that God or, or is that Satan? Because mm -hmm. Satan is an accuser. Mm-hmm. And he God never accuses. God warns. Mm -hmm. God convicts. Mm -hmm. Doesn't ever accuse. So if there's ever that internal dialogue that is an accuser, mm -hmm. you know that's not the, from the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Well, in that moment you just described of like there are times that that you're spending time with Jesus and you don't have the emotion um, or that feeling. It feels flat. Yeah. And I think that's what. I know in the past that has discouraged me often. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, well, that's not what I want to experience tomorrow. Right. And so it's it's kept me from staying disciplined. Mm -hmm. And so um, so as you continue to experience those, there will be those days that mm -hmm. it feels like that. Um, but but God is still there with us, and, yeah. and it's still part of building a relationship. I mean, you think of any relationship you build, whether it's a marriage or a parent and a child or friendship, whatever it is, it takes work. Yeah. And um, I would think most of us, I know this is true of me, um, may be guilty of a lot of our early relationship with Jesus, um, especially in our prayer life, is just asking for what we want, mm -hmm. right? And if we think of any relationship that we're in, if all we're doing is going to that person and asking for what we need, mm -hmm. they're not going to want to be around us <laughs> very long, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so it's nurturing that relationship. And in any other relationship you think of, there's days that are better than mm -hmm. other days within that relationship and that it does take effort and it does take work. Yeah. And and so I would just say, um, I wouldn't want anyone to be in, uh, discouraged yeah. when they have days like that. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you know, don't give up on mm -hmm. those practices and those habits. Mm -hmm. um, just keep moving forward. Yeah, that's so good. Hey, real quick, uh, as we kind of wrap up, uh, tell us uh, what what's something that uh, excites you right now about what God's doing in our church? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so <clears throat> the context that I'm primarily at is downtown, uh-huh. and um, while it is vastly um, diverse, not just ethnically, but generationally as well, uh, the reality is there are a lot of young people still downtown. Mm. And so cool. It is, yeah, it is. Man, that excites me. I walk in on Sundays just pumped to see uh, a great amount of young people um, showing up, just hungry for Jesus, right? Yeah. I mean, you walk into that auditorium and you see just young people raising their hands and, mm. and singing out to God. You see them just congregating in the lobby, having conversations, you know, um, you see them asking questions, wanting to get in, involved in groups. And so, but at the same time, um, there's people a little bit older than, older than them seeing the fire that they have and saying, I want to be a part of that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to retreat. I don't want to say, you know, look at them over there where I think historically some of the more seasoned people in the faith have kind of taken that posture of like, you know, well, you know, we have things figured out and let's kind of, you know, congregate in our holy huddles. They're like, no, like, let's run to, um, to whatever the need is, help disciple, help pour into. That's what I'm excited about, you know, um, just getting to see that weekend and week out, whether that's on Sundays or whether it's in our groups throughout the week. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I love uh, being at the downtown campus and seeing all that. I had a, a DM from a, it was a small group from downtown. They're all in their 20s. And they're like, hey, we were wondering as our pastor, if you could speak into this. We get into this big debate last night as mm-hmm. to whether or not somebody needs to ask forgiveness in order for us to forgive them, or can mm-hmm. we just forgive them without a, them asking for it? What do you think? And they had like had all their scriptures. And I was like, I love the fact that you guys are having this conversation and it's not become divisive. Like the spirit in which you're asking it just shows that you're zealous, mm-hmm. like to know. And uh, that was that was so cool to see that. So, and you're doing a great job down there, man. Yes. Thank you, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. I love it. Yeah. Shannon, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I can think of several things, but the one thing that really stands out to me is um, since COVID, the amount of people that are new to Traders Point yeah. and new to church that I'm meeting every week, yeah. and um, they are so excited to be here, but to also join in in all that's happening. Mm-hmm. Like they're not coming in to just um, sit in the row on Sunday mm-hmm. and just consume. They they are here to fully contribute mm-hmm. and to be a part of all that's going on. So they they've jumped into groups. They're they're on serving teams. Um, they're being generous um, and and they want to know what else can I do. Yeah. And and I just love that enthusiasm and, and to see um, how God is using that mm-hmm. um, to just make a difference in yeah. the lives of everyone that comes um, and and is part of our church family. Yeah. It definitely feels like we're rebuilding something Mm -hmm. and God's in the middle of all that. We're not just like waiting for people to all come back. Although new, I mean, people every Sunday say, hey, this is our first time back since March of 2020. But I'm not necessarily waiting for everybody that used to be here to come back. I still hope they do, but yeah. um, but there's we're rebuilding something. We're mm-hmm. reaching people that maybe have never been connected. Mm-hmm. Ryan, I don't want to leave you out, man. Are you excited about anything? <sighs> I'm wow. excited a lot. Um, <laughs> but I would say, and um, you've picked up on this, it's it's there is a different posture at the church right now. You hinted at it at Christmas of a traditionally more kind of laxed, kind of sit back mm-hmm. type of holiday. But now it seems like every weekend, and you know, I've been here for a while, but there's this, even if you can see it in people's seats of they're not, their backs are not touching the back of their Mm -hmm. seats. Mm -hmm. They are leaned forward. There are journals open, scriptures open. Um, They are drawn in. Like, I believe God is is doing something. And there's just a completely different spirit, a different um, vibe in the rooms that like, Mm -hmm. 
it changes everything from the worship to the teaching. Um, it's not just people receiving. Some of what both you guys have been talking about, there's an eagerness, there's a there's a hunger uh, for more. So mm. got me fired up. That's great. Mm. Love it. What about you? Uh, yeah, I, w- I would say yes and amen to everything you guys have said. I think that, you know, that we're recording this podcast a few days after um, an invitation that we gave last Sunday for people just to come and to mm. pray for mm-hmm. healing and to pray and ask uh, Jesus to intercede in their life. Yeah. And we saw an overwhelming response. I prayed, I lost count of how many uh, people I prayed with. Same, same. And it, um, I think at every campus, like we had aisles filled mm-hmm. and it was a beautiful thing uh, just to have people come up and say, this is my request. And just to lay hands on them and pray for it, and they return and walk away. <laughs> and it was uh, some amazing stories uh, that came in of people that um, have uh, had experiences where God has answered prayer immediately, or this last week, or people that left the service and uh, felt so convicted because they didn't ask for prayer, but they, so they came back. Yeah. And uh, so I think there's some things there that we're just seeing God beginning to stir, and uh, where he, he's he's at work. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to the next season and, and all that God's going to do uh, in and through that. Mm-hmm. So, well, uh, thank you guys so much. This has been a great conversation. And uh, I hope that as you've been listening to this podcast, it's been hopeful. It's been helpful. If you would uh, share this podcast, tell all your friends and family about it, uh, like and subscribe. That really helps us out a lot and we will see you next time for the next conversation. Thanks.